Hello, my name is Ashley and I'm your host here at the Gardening in Canada podcast. Now this podcast isn't just meant for Canadians, it's meant for anyone, anywhere. And that is because we use science. I went to the University of Saskatchewan where I obtained a degree in soil science, a bit of plant science as well. And that means we take all that science and we apply it to everything plants. And in today's episode, we're talking all about neem oil and what exactly is in it, how it works, and why it stopped working for you. Yes, I'm looking at you. So let's jump right into it. Hello, 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 plant people. How are you guys doing today? My name's Ashley. You already know that. And uh, I just want to remind you guys, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, GardeningCanada.net, where I've got a ton of free printables, along with all my other workbooks that you can buy, paperbacks on Amazon. Oh, yes, and my YouTube channel. If you want to see my face, if you want to watch me draw on a drawing board and give real life examples of some of the science we're talking about here today or on any other podcast episode you listen to go find me there gardening canada everywhere you see it you can find it just gardening in canada so today's video we're talking about neem oil and i'm excited to do this because not only have you guys been asking for this to be done it's it's an interesting topic nonetheless because i don't feel like people understand uh, most of what neem is, how it works, and why it's not working for them, or why it stopped working for them, actually, in some cases as well. So, if you are Canadian, I'm going to start this whole podcast off with, you cannot buy neem. And I'm sure you've discovered this by this point. You can't buy neem in Canada because it is not approved by Agriculture Canada. The FDA uh, in the United States has approved it, so you can buy neem oil sprays anywhere you want in the USA, but in Canada, you cannot. And there's uh, quite a bit of forums out there on how to make this stuff or how to uh, locate it, but we're going to get into that towards the end of the episode because I want to just go through the fact that, you know, there's a lot of neem out there that is approved that doesn't work this is not even done properly so we're going to get into buyer beware and make sure that you guys actually end up getting the proper neem to ensure the best results so let's jump straight into this okay so what exactly is neem neem is by far one of the most popular pesticides and it's touted as one of the best way to remove really common pests both in the garden and in our house plant arenas. So what is it? It is made or it's named, I guess I should say, after a tree. And I'm going to butcher the Latin version of this tree. So just bear with me here. But it's Aza dirachita indica. Now, it's a broadleaf and evergreen. And it's grown in Sri Lanka. Uh, specifically Sri Lanka, uh, India and Burma so across you know all three of those countries and typically the tree will produce kind of like these nut type looking things they almost kind of look like 
olives, to be honest. And when they fall to the ground, these are pressed, uh, cold pressed in particular, and the oil is extracted. So identical to that of an olive oil. So when this stuff is extracted, there is an active ingredient within the product. And it's called azadiretitin, again, totally butchered, A-Z-A-D-I-R-A-C-H-T-N. T-I-N, T-I-N. So that is the active ingredient in neem. Now, the active ingredient is only successfully harnessed and still active once it gets to the pesticide format if it is cold pressed. That is the only way in which it does not degrade. This means if the packaging says clarified, hydrophobic neem oil, or pure neem oil or a hundred percent natural neem oil extracted concentrated you name it none of those words matter if it does not contain cold pressed because you are essentially the pesticide portion of all this is missing in any other form of which you can get neem oil so keep that in mind so verbiage that matters is cold pressed. All the other verbiage is just fancy words as far as I'm concerned. So that is one of the first things to look for when you're looking for a neem oil in particular. So you're probably wondering exactly how neem oil works on adult insects. So when it comes to adult insects, we are specifically looking at the impalatability <laughs> or the lack of desire the insect has to consume the plant. So the yucky active ingredient gives it a bit of a taste and that taste is actually what deters the adults from eating it. So that means when you do use neem on your plants, it's not going to kill your adults. It's simply going to remove the adult's food source in hopes of preventing any further breeding um, and therefore larvae and babies, which would be the next generation. That means if you decide to apply neem to your plants, you want to make sure you apply the neem to the entire plant population in which any of these adult insects can get to. That means if you have aphids, your application is going to be much more broad than if you were treating something that is not nearly as mobile, such as scale. So I always recommend if you have a, an outbreak in one room, you're gonna wanna neem that entire room, not just that one plant, because you gotta remove that food source from the adults. Uh, but we'll get into that a little bit later. So anyways, when we look at this, um, the plant basically is turned into this kind of nasty, tasting element and uh, I think a lot of people get confused when they think this so when we spray it on the leaves the molecule of neem the active ingredient of neem is much too large to be foliar absorbed so it's not being absorbed through those stomata and we talked about this when we talked about foliar feeding on the one podcast. And in it, we discussed the fact that not all nutrients can be uptaken by the leaves. It's only ones that are of a certain size. And so neem oil doesn't fit into that 
it doesn't fit through the stomata. So what that means is that if we do choose to spray this on the plant, we have to regularly apply it in order to keep kind of that yucky taste up. So um, if it's an indoor plant, that means every time you water, dust the leaves, that sort of thing, reapply it uh, maybe once a week, even if you're noticing there's lots of airflow or dust accumulation, you know, add some more on. In an outdoor system, this means we have to be applying neem foliar-wise um, on a very regular basis. If there uh, was a hot sunny day, you're going to want to reapply. And we'll talk about that a little bit later too. But then if it rains, you're going to want to reapply. If the sprinklers turn on, you're going to want to reapply. So outdoor systems, it's not as effective when it comes to spray. So when we look at how what neem does to the larvae and the immature insects, we have discovered that it works a little bit differently. So the active ingredient in neem actually causes the insects not to develop properly. In particular, not the larvae. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. To develop into viable adults, eventually it cripples them enough that it will kill them. So the benefit of this is that if the adults are munching on the leaves and their food source is gone and they're not making babies, and then you're simultaneously taking out the future generation that was residing in the soil, what ends up happening is we end up with the benefit of both the adults leaving and the nymph and the larvae. So we're killing kind of at all three stages of life and therefore our pest issue is gone, theoretically. So now the next question is, why does my neem oil not work? And the ultimate reason why neem oil stops working is because the insects adapt. And when I say this, I don't mean in this sense of insecticide tolerance or increased uh, tolerance to insecticide. That's not what I mean. Because when we're referring to that, that means that the insect is adapting to what normally would kill them. And so therefore, they're becoming immune. They're becoming a super microbe in that case, or a super pest. A super bug of sorts, but just in a larger form. And so what I mean by they adapt is they don't seem to be as bothered by the active ingredient or the taste of neem in general. And that's a problem because that means if our adults are able to still eat the plant leaves around it, that means that they are still able to reproduce. And eventually that will make a population of super larvae and super nymphs that essentially will eat through neem regardless of the taste. So something very, very important to think about. Now, um, this means we need to cut off the food source and that's kind of one of the best ways to make sure your neem oil continues to work is to make sure it's evenly applied to the entire plant population so an adult uh, pest can't hop and jump 
between what it wants and uh, what it doesn't. So that's one of the greatest ways to help prevent societal resistance in the future. Uh, Another way to do this is to actually go with a different form of application. So let's talk about that here a little bit. We mentioned the whole idea of foliar application and why it didn't work, but applying neem to the soil is gaining much more popularity. And it kind of acts almost like a systemic pesticide, but not quite. Because again, it doesn't kill the bug, rather it just deters it. So when you apply neem to the soil, we end up with a systemic effect in the sense that the neem taste is now in our xylem or our phloem. And when a bug goes to have dinner, the juices that it desires most are going to taste not so good. And ultimately, if we treat all our plants, it'll very quickly kill off any populations that are present before they can look past the nasty taste of neem. So I'm a huge advocate for not using any sort of pesticide in the soil whatsoever. And that's because I don't want to disrupt normal microbial processes that do need to take place both in our container gardens and in our gardens outdoors. So if we have a houseplant, for example, we want nitrogen cycling to happen with microbes. We also want beneficial nematodes, mites, things like that to hang around because they eat all the bad guys. And that's a heck of a lot more efficient and easier on the pocketbook when we have people fighting our ballot battles for us. So I'm never an advocate for adding any sort of pesticide to this soil. And now, unfortunately, with neem, we also have an unbiased situation. And that means that neem can kill some microbes or just some insects in general. And it's known to treat or affect up to 200 different types And that includes some of those beneficial decomposers that we have in our soil systems. So that means um, if we do apply to the soil, we do run the risk of harming those microbes. Now, I did an entire podcast on hydrogen peroxide and adding hydrogen peroxide to soil. I suggest you go uh, check that out if you want a little bit more information on how quickly microbial communities bounce back in soil systems. Um, things to consider when you are in a closed system, such as houseplant system or container garden system, and how to get those populations back up to snuff. That means in the event you have an emergency issue, it is completely fine to go all hands on deck and apply that neem. So if you do decide to apply it to the soil, it is uptaken by the roots. And uh, this is done very naturally and so the one thing to understand is with neem it's very similar to that of nutrients and it has a specific range in which it can be absorbed into the system and soil ph will affect what range it needs so an alkaline soil something above seven on the ph scale has a harder time absorbing 
that neem. So that means you will have lesser absorption and therefore not nearly as powerful as a taste. So another great way to make some super bugs, <laughs> unfortunately, in that case as well. So that is literally all I have for you guys today. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to let me know in the comments down below. Hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you are watching from. Uh, you guys are awesome for joining me here over on the podcast. If you did not know, I have a YouTube channel, a website, an Instagram, a Facebook, you name it, all under the name Gardening in Canada. Keep in mind, if you do want to leave a question through the form of voicemail and to be featured on this show, be sure to check out the link down in the description below. You can leave me a short voice recording completely free and I will answer your question most definitely. And depending on the depth of the question, I may or may not choose to do an entire episode dedicated all to you. So I want to thank you guys so much for listening in today. Do whatever you need to do to make the algorithm happy on the podcast world. I'm so new at podcasting. I honestly don't even know what to ask you to click or to check or to do but I do enjoy the fact that you guys are here visiting me it's just another way to talk about plants and many of you who know me from obviously YouTube you know that I have no interest in this for money this is out of pure complete enjoyment and trust me the podcasting world we complain about AdSense over on YouTube but this podcasting gig, I mean, I've made 70 cents so far in the last year, so that's pretty good. <laughs> Anyways, I will talk to you guys next time. Uh, be sure to stay tuned. I do upload on a, a relatively regular basis. I want to say once a week. I can do more than once a week, depending on how my week's going. But I do show up over on YouTube three times a week, uh, 1 o'clock, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And Instagram and Facebook, I'm showing up every day, all the time. Because I essentially go on there and I talk about whatever the blog, the podcast, YouTube had, or just day-to-day -day life. I've got lots of little animals and critters like that that you guys may enjoy. So I want to thank you guys so much for listening and I will talk to you guys next time. Bye!